Well, he is a, a rapper, a songwriter, a record producer, a fashion designer. He's widely regarded as one of the most influential hip-hop musicians and one of the greatest musicians of his generation. Kanye West is also a fashion designer collaborating with Nike, Louis Vuitton, The Gap, and APC on clothing and footwear that led to the Yeezy collaboration with Adidas. Now, West has made a string of controversial comments that have seen him banned from Twitter and, Twitter and Instagram, and now many of the collaborations I just mentioned have come to a screeching halt after yet another round of anti-Semitic comments from West and then daring Adidas to do something about it. Take a listen. I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Now what? Well, Adidas dropped them. Adidas says it conducted a thorough review and would immediately stop production of its line of Yeezy products and stop payments to Kanye West and his companies. Uh, the sportswear company said it was expected to take a hit of up to $338 million Canadian to its net income this year because of the move. So we wanted to talk this afternoon about the responsibility of brand and, 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 and what they need to think about when they are partnering with someone. Dr. David Silverman is the Canadian National Chair in Strategic Marketing at the Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto. David, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. David, uh, Kanye West uh, may be an influential musician, but I think over more recent years might be known more for, for controversy. When it comes to collaborations between artists like Kanye West and big brands, are they a real risk or is that risk um, something that you're willing to take because of the reward could result in a huge payoff? Well, I think the fact that we continue to see lots of products across the spectrum that are, in fact, uh, promoted by spokespeople and celebrities, I think we can sort of argue that the risk is worth it. Mm. Um, thankfully, very few uh, of these celebrities end up in the kind of situation that we're seeing with Kanye West. It's definitely an exception to the rule. Yeah, I think this is, is more of an extreme. A lot of them um, tend to work out very well and go on for a very long time, don't they? Well, indeed, you have sort of people that sometimes have been the spokes person or spokes uh, spokespeople uh, for a given product for decades and you know we've had that for example with Quaker State and Arnold Palmer that's just to think of one so um, typically these are not big problems and big risks but anytime you choose any strategy there is that one percent risk it could go south and I think for Adidas that's what's happened. We know that uh, of course Adidas is a huge huge multinational brand. Um, it took them a little while to make this decision but they've taken the step. What does that what does that say? Well, I think it says that for them, obviously, the things that he's been saying and doing online are unacceptable, and they're not really things that they want to have associated with their brand. So they've decided to move on, despite the fact that it cost them a lot of money. Now, I know there's been some criticism that they took a while to do it, but I think uh, one of the things to remember is he actually was uh, the spokesperson for a brand of products that 
in many ways had his name because he renamed himself Yi. Mm-hmm. And so you don't really know the details of the contract. And often the lawyers want to go through the contract and make sure that all the necessary steps are taken so that, you know, this might be costing him $300 million, but maybe if they did it in the wrong way, it would cost them $700 million. I think what's mm-hmm. important from, from our perspective is that the right thing happened, which is all of these companies and creative artists all the way to uh, Adidas have said no to this sort of um, communication that he's been putting out into the uh, social universe. And I, you know, there's already too much of that. The last mm-hmm. thing we need is that sort of thing coming from people that have a following, which he does. You know, David, it's interesting. I was reading today that that Yeezy brand shoe brings in about $2 billion a year, $2 billion a year. Um, he gets paid, uh, Yee, Ye, Kanye West gets paid about $200 million. You talk about, you know, the financials, taking a look at that contract, going going over it with a fine-tooth comb. Um, yeah, just the financials is one thing, but um, there would be a contract in place as well when it comes to what was expected of any sort of spokesperson who is representing a company. Absolutely. So there's always clauses about good conduct and restrictions on the sorts of things that they can say both about their product, about the category in general. Um, in order to sort of protect the company. But as I said before, Mm -hmm. having something in a contract and actually deciding what you're going to do about it are two different things. And that's why we have lawyers. And that's why sometimes, and you know, I know a lot of people might have negative views of lawyers, but oftentimes they're critical to help companies do things in the best way. We know, and, I, and I've had conversations um, about this on the show before, about these trust barometers that tend to be done on a yearly basis. And I think, you know, companies, um, you know, are ranked on, on how consumers trust them and that sort, of, that, that sort of thing. Are we seeing more and more that consumers want the companies that they're spending their money with to be willing to take a stand on on big issues, on issues that that blow up? I think you're probably right that people do have higher expectations. I think one of the reasons for that is that right now any companies or companies' spokespeople that do things that are sort of um, against the prevailing wisdom that we have in society about being inclusive, being respectful of people based on their gender or their race or their creed. Those are values that we have. And when things come out that go against that, Mm -hmm. the difference between today and yesterday Mm -hmm. is that everybody knows about it really quickly. Mm -hmm. That's what social media does. When you've made a misstep, to think that you can get away with it and nobody will notice, that just isn't realistic. So what's happened is it puts actually a much higher level of conduct in terms of what companies need to achieve in order to avoid these problems. Because as I said, small missteps get amplified and everyone knows about them. So as a company, you have to be extra careful. Yeah, consumers have so many uh, more ways of voicing their displeasure now uh, than they did, you know, 40, 50, even 20 years ago. Uh, what, What can other brands take? What lessons can other brands take from what just went down? I think one of the things you can see is that first of all, 
there is a uh, big value in terms of conducting due diligence with any any person who you think is a spokesperson, and this sounds kind of funny, but it's really no different than when you go to buy a house, making sure that you have a very careful home inspection. Um, the reason we do that is to make sure that, you know, the roof isn't leaking. And I think in the same way, when you're sort of considering somebody to become a spokesperson for your brand, you probably have to go back. You have to find out, you know, what were the sort of things that they did in high school? What were the sorts of things they did later on in their 20s and 30s? And try to see if there's things there that indicate that that person could be a problem. That's the first thing. The second thing I would also say is it's one thing to have a spokesperson, but if you actually decide to create a product line that is based on that <laughs> spokesperson's name, you're taking a bigger risk. Mm -hmm. So as I said before, it's one thing to have a spokesperson, but probably a little less risky if you don't rename some of your products based on that spokesperson. So one more question uh, for you before I let you go. We've talked about uh, you know Adidas saying, okay, we're going to cut, cut ties. Uh, with you, you know, look at the Gap, uh, Louis Vuitton, all of these other companies, the, his um, his uh, his talent agency, all of these things have said, okay, we're going to cut, we're going to cut ties here uh, because of what's happened. What about the Kanye West brand, the Ye brand? What what happens? to that is 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 that in complete and utter shambles and and what do we do about artists do we make room for people who who say things like like he does is it what do we do moving forward well i think what happens with people or individuals that go through this sort of thing obviously this is not having a positive effect on his brand mm -hmm. and on how he's perceived overall i mean Unfortunately, there is a segment in our society that probably likes the things that he's mm -hmm. saying, and so he could actually become um, a hero or a lightning rod for that particular segment. But, you know, luckily for us in Canada, that's a pretty small segment. So a lot of whether or not he's going to grow and to recover from this also depends on whether or not he changes and whether or not he actually apologizes and shows some degree of contrition about the things that he's saying. He's saying now, oftentimes a lot of people do eventually see the errors of their ways, but sometimes they don't. And that is basically going to determine the future for Kenya West. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon for your uh, your insight, your perspective. Thank you so much. No problem. My pleasure. Yeah, take care. Let's do it again. Dr. David Silverman joining us this afternoon, the Canadian National Chair in Strategic Marketing at the Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto.